Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. Welcome in to the podcast dojo. We are hanging out on the weekend here. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio because four hours a night on the overnight are not enough. You hear the Ben Maller Show Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time, 2 a.m. till 6 a.m. And then on the West Coast, it's 11 p.m. Sunday through Thursday till 3 a.m. on Friday, Thursday into Friday, the end of the week. And it's Saturday, and Danny G's on with Covino and Rich during the week on Fox Sports Radio. And we unite. We form Voltron on the weekends, and this is the Saturday podcast, Danny. From pillar to post, it's all about the life of Maller and the life of Danny G, and we are off to the races yet again. It does not get better than this, Danny. On this podcast, we have no credit. Don't close your eyes. Kicked out of the halo. The phrase of the week, and pop goes the culture, which is likely way too much content which means we probably won't get to half of that. But uh, hopefully we will. Hopefully we will. It'll be mouth-watering good. Goodness. With not a lot of sports on the calendar, and if you're watching our Dodgers and their bullpen vomits all over the mound and you get pissed and turn it off, what have you been watching? Have you been watching some documentaries? 
So I have watched a few documentaries on the weekend, but during the week, I'm usually flipping around to random baseball games. And if the Dodgers, Dodgers play well this week in Anaheim, actually more on that uh, coming yeah. up in a minute. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think, what did I, I watched the, it's not a documentary. I watched the Smoking Hot Cheetos movie. You know that? Okay. that, that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, watched that with the wifey last weekend. And then I was very upset after I watched it. I thought it was pretty good. I watched it, whatever. And then like two days later, somebody sent me a story. We had mentioned it on the show. It came up in conversation on the show. And somebody sent me a story that that entire premise for the movie was debunked. It's bullshit. It didn't happen. Like the uh, way that... The- there was a big argument on Covino and Rich about this because there are two camps... And they've been arguing and arguing over this. And there are people like Eva Longoria who swear this happened. And then there's other people saying he's just an executive, that guy, and his background story was made up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a good movie and all that. Uh, I do know that based on my experience in the corporate world, that if you create something other people want to take credit for you know what i'm saying danny we're like maybe that guy came up with it but then there's other people that said no he didn't really do that you know somebody else you know it's like i don't know i don't know what happened but it was a a nice movie for a couple hours i checked it out fine well it's interesting joe montana said it did not happen (laughs) well if he said it then there you go if that's that's the end all be all but um no i'm trying to think any other documentaries i've watched a lot of like random short documentaries on YouTube, but that, that doesn't, I don't know. I watch, uh, there's this bald and bankrupt guy that I've been watching. I, I used to watch him, uh, been back watching that and, uh, just random, random nonsense. What about you, Danny? Anything pop up? Uh, let's see. I've been watching uh 90 day fiance and there's a spinoff of that show. It's uh match me abroad. And there's this, 42-year-old guy on the spectrum. His name is Harold. Oh, yeah. You know what? Hold on a sec. My wife tracked. She said, you got to see this show. I said, what is that? Because I have a buddy of mine that's kind of on the spectrum. And she said, you got to see this guy should be on the dating show. And uh, Yeah. That's oh, a- man. That is- oh, it is TV gold. It is. It's so amazing that I'm surprised it made it on television, Danny. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I'm surprised there's not some group out there saying, hey, wait a minute. You're messing with these people. You're mocking these people. You can't put that on television. It it's yeah, it's done well. It makes them look good and all that. It's very nice. But are you talking? Which one? I I only watched like half of one episode. Which one was Harold? Was Harold? No, Harold. He he went. Where did he go? He went to Serbia or somewhere like that, looking for a wife. And the first girl that the matchmaker hooked him up with was like this tall blonde and her face was a little beat up, but like this tall blonde. And she's like, that's what he's asking for. But the, on the second date, I'm going to give him what he deserves. And we're like, Oh shit. Yeah. The way she said it, it was just like, you know, like he's just this big time loser. Um, So then the second date, he goes out with like a girl next door type kind of homely to be honest, but just because she shows a little bit of interest in him, he falls all goo-goo in love with her. <laughs> He's great. 
I saw the one I saw. They went to a Renaissance thing in New York on the the Spectrum dating show thing, and they were like dressed up. And then the guy he got dumped by the girl. I don't know. And then there was a in that episode there was a math guy that was I don't know. It was it was, it was wild and crazy. He was packing to go on this trip, and he made sure to bring his rock collection to show <laughs> off to his future wife. Well. You know, every man, I don't care if you're on the spectrum or not, knows you got to impress the lady, you know. And what woman is not just blown away by rocks? <laughs> right. I mean, that is uh, that is going to get you right to the bedroom right there. That not a, not a-, <laughs> a volcanic rock. <laughs> <laughs> that will uh, get the juices flowing right. That that get her, is, yes. get her as hot as lava. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so the no credit story, we'll start with that. I had some visitors at the Maller Mansion over the last week since we last got together on this podcast. And some of my older cousins made a visit, and I love them to death. My my cousins from Phoenix, uh, Jerry and Lynn are their names. One of them is 85 years old. The other is 80. And they get out of Phoenix. They have a tradition in Phoenix this time of the year. It is as hot as the face of the sun. So they, since they're retired, they just get out on the road. They pack up their car and they just leave. And they visit relatives and travel around and see the country. And so they headed from Arizona to Southern California. They're actually driving all the way to Alaska. Wow. And these are the kind of relatives. I'm sure you have this too, Danny, where – you see these people and you flash back to when you were like 13 years old. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I was around them at family events, that family reunions that we had, weddings, bar mitzvahs when I was a kid. And so I see them and I'm like, okay, I flash back. I'm like, okay, this this reminds me of when I was a kid. So it's it's great to see them. I haven't seen them in a long time. And they stopped by to 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 pay a visit. And of course, the first thing they did when they got out of the car and into the house was bust the Jerry bust my chops because he's a big Phoenix Suns fan and he doesn't stay up to listen to the show but he watches the monologues the video clips on YouTube from the show and so he he knows I've been busting the chops of the Suns and so he wanted to bust my balls for goofing on his Suns he used to be a Suns season ticket holder when they had like Thunder Dan Marley and yes. uh, Charles Barkley and and Kevin Johnson. <laughs> Did he bust your chops by telling you you deserve to have Doc Rivers back? <laughs> you're just being a jerk. You're, you're just, <laughs> oh, he was like, take it easy on the Suns, you know. You're, 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 you're jealous of the Suns. I was implying all this different stuff because he's heard me rip. Uh, I ripped Devin Booker because Booker's been the worst closeout player in the playoffs the last couple of years, losing by like 30 points at home back-to-back years. Anyway, and Durant, I take shots at Durant. And the Suns made a big trade this week getting Bradley Beal. So there was that whole thing. So he's giving me a hard time. And uh, he did seem impressed, though, that my Kyler Murray Maller monologues ended up in the Arizona Republic. That seemed to be uh, an impressive thing. So he seemed to like that. So anyway, uh, we went out to a nice meal. It was on a wor- it was on a school night, Danny. So it, it's a school night, you know. It's a it's a work night. It's hard for me to spend too much time. But but they came over to the house for a little bit, showed them around. The Maller Mansion, we went out to a nice dinner at this great Mexican restaurant, and they ended up buying, they paid for the for the dinner. And this guy, my, my cousin Jerry, he slipped, we didn't even notice, he slipped his credit card to the to the waiter 
And we he's like a ninja, this guy. We didn't even know what he was doing. And then by the the, the the check didn't even show up. He had already paid for it. That's a veteran move. Yeah, that's an 85-year-old veteran of the of the restaurant game. Pretend like you're going to the bathroom and you really go talk to the waiter or waitress and slip them your credit card. It's a boss move, man. It's a boss move. And so anyway, after that. Uh, I think it was my uh, my my other cousin. She wanted some ice cream. Maybe it was, it was Jerry. He wanted ice cream. So anyway, we went to this ice cream shop, which is across the way, right? So we cr- walk across. There's a bunch of stores and stuff. We walk across the ice cream shop, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to treat. I'm going to pay for the ice cream, whatever. So I got an ice cream. He got an ice cream. And I, I remember nobody else wanted ice cream. So I, I thought everyone was getting ice cream. It turns out that I I got ice cream. The only reason I got ice cream is because I thought everyone was getting ice cream. So I order, or, or my, my cousin ordered, I ordered. I was waiting for everyone else to order. They didn't order. So whatever, I paid for the ice cream. I get the credit card out. I pay for the ice cream. And uh, and we, we go, we have a great grand time. We go back to the house, um, you know, going to work. The, the next day, I need to... I need to get something from the store, right? So I go to I go to the uh, grocery store and I had to buy a few things. I was making some some lemon cookies, so I had to buy a, a few lemons and some other. And so I, I go uh, to the store and I, I'm I've got all my groceries. Uh, I only bought a few things, and I'm at the self checkout kiosk thing. And I go to my wallet to pull my credit card out. No credit, and I'm like, well, what happened? Maybe I left my credit card in my my pants. At, at that now, fortunately, I had enough cash because it wasn't that much, and I, have, I always keep a little bit of cash with me, so I was able to pay for it with cash, which was odd. I have, I don't remember the last time I paid for anything with cash. You mentioned that on the podcast before that that same cash had been in your wallet for years. Yeah, yeah, it just stays there. But I paid. I, I bought some lemons and some powdered sugar, and I forget what else. I think I, I got some kind of beverage that. I had in there as well, but I bought a few things. So I was able to pay for it. And yeah. That's the first time I've paid with cash in. I'm not exaggerating probably several years. I would think. I don't, I don't think I'm wrong on that. I can't find my credit card. So I, I go look through my old pants and uh, looking around. I'm like, maybe I left it in the car. Maybe it fell out in the car and I've determined it's gone. I we canceled the card. I think I left it at the ice cream shop. Or I dropped it walking back. It has not been found. And, and so it's a big pain in the ass. I'm now waiting for my new my new credit card, my new Bafo Saco credit card, unfortunately. So that I don't know if there's any worse feeling than losing your wallet or your credit card or your ID, your driver's license, especially if you know where you left it and you have to run back to the scene of the crime. It is the worst feeling, man. Your adrenaline, your heart is pumping. You're like, please be there. Yeah, and I've been lucky. This this time I my luck ran out, but several times I have forgotten my wallet. I dropped it in the parking lot one time. I left it at the checkout at the grocery store, and I have been able to recover my wallet. One time I, I fell out of the car and I drove into the parking lot. It was still where it had fallen which is amazing that nobody picked it up and and all that. But uh, holy macaroni. So no credit card there. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I obviously closed my eyes. I, I should not close my eyes, Dan. That was a mistake by me. Don't close your eyes, right? That's the mistake right there. Well, you remember last summer I was teaching summer schools. I was teaching a science class. Fast forward to this summer, and I'm not teaching summer school, but instead I'm helping the district out with their summer camp program that they have going on. So I'm getting up early in the morning, going over, helping them open the camp, working for just a couple hours, maybe two and a half hours before I come home and do my computer work for Covino and Rich, take a shower and then drive into FSR. And the great part of this camp is it's a lot of sports outside. So it's nice to be outdoors. I lived in Compton. I'm throwing the football around with the kids. I'm playing handball. But before they let the kids go outside at 8.30 a.m., there's an hour of indoor games. And there was a whole table of kids going into kindergarten, really fun age, as you know, and they love to play Uno. Anything you tell them, if you say it in the right way, they believe you, of course. Did you tell um, them that you you won an Uno World Championship. <laughs> it's far. It's funny, yeah, because as far as they know, I am the undefeated Uno champion card player of the world. <laughs> the way I've been peacocking around, yeah. and you know, there's now uh, three kids playing against me, four, then five, and now another kid wants to join the game. There's an entire table. I feel like I'm teaching these kids all about Las Vegas, man. They're getting their gamble on with these Uno cards. 
Yeah, I got some, got some money here. I wish I could have stole all their lunch money from them. I'm whooping kid after kid, game after game. After I win, I'm like, and still undefeated. <laughs> nice. That part of it has been a lot of fun. But unfortunately, the next day at the camp, the camp director came up to me and said, hey, I hate to interrupt your Uno brilliance here, but I need some help cutting up some confetti for something that we got going on later. And I'm like, okay, what, whatever. So she gives me the directions. She gives me all the crap, different colored paper and stuff. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I didn't sign up for this, but whatever. Let me, let me help out whatever this, this lady needs. And, you know, she's like some big shot at the school district. So I take my scissors and I'm cutting the squares and she comes over to me and she's like, well, you are a big kid, but here's some adult scissors for you. (laughs) Takes the kid scissors away from me. So I'm cutting these squares and the whole time I'm cutting this stupid construction paper, confetti paper, whatever it's called. I'm kind of starting to nod off a little bit because this is not exciting, like beating little kids at Uno. And I feel my head, you know, it's that feeling where you're driving, falling asleep on the road. And so my head is kind of like, and I'm still cutting the squares and the shapes. First grader comes up to me and she says, are you closing your eyes? (laughs) (laughs) And she says it loud enough for the other adults to hear. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not closing my eyes. And I told her, yeah, I'm just being silly. I'm just I'm just playing with you. I said, if my eyes were closed, could I cut all these squares? And I show her the pile of squares. And she's like, well, it's really not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you go get the kid scissors back and you help. And she's like, that's boring. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, no kidding. That's why I'm falling asleep here. So I continue to cut the stupid squares and shapes. So in my head, this is the teaching equivalent of being, you know, those old cartoons, the punishment detail in the military where you're like peeling potatoes. <laughs> yes. It's like you're peeling potatoes is what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. I'm in the corner peeling potatoes. And again, she comes up to me and she says, can we play Uno yet? And I guess my eyes were closed again because then she makes an announcement. He can't play Uno or cut squares because he's sleeping over here. (laughs) Oh, troublemaker. I quickly opened my eyes and I look at where the adults are sitting at their desk in this room. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm not sleeping. And uh, yeah, so it's been uh, quite the summer camp so far. I probably got about, I don't know, 40 to 50 squares cut. It was the hardest half hour I've had working in in years ben because man let me do some sports let me do some radio um you know let me do a podcast but sit me down and have me peel potatoes and i'm useless you're fired yeah that's that's no good that's no bueno is what that is that's uh there's no way to treat an uno champion (laughs) exactly you should get an uno championship like metal or something. You should have that. And then you're, I should come in with a, a, a wrestling belt, but just yeah. the big Uno logo on it. Side note, none of the kids have defeated me yet. So That's good. There you go. My game back in the day. Now, did you play Uno back in the day or is this? Oh, something? Yeah. Uh, my game was go fish. I was a master of go fish. I dominated go fish. That was the game we played back 
back in the day. Uh, so kicked out of the halo. The Dodgers, the Dodgers, and the Angels were playing. And since the Angels have unbanned me from the Big A, I made a trip to Anaheim Stadium or Angels Stadium of Anaheim, I think is what it's called these days. Angels and Dodgers. This was Tuesday night. For the L.A. Angels of Cerritos? Yes. Uh, So Clayton Kershaw was pitching against, I forget who, for the Angels. So I go out to the the old ballpark, the venerable old ballpark there in Anaheim. I get there. The I get there a few hours before the game. The stadium was already packed. It was already plump with people. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And so I I I just I get out there and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch the game, but I also need a place to work. So Artie Marino got rid of the real press box and instead he has an auxiliary press box, which is down near the foul pole, the right field foul pole at the Big A. It's You're literally right next to the pearly gates. If you look to your right, you can see the pearly gates. That's You're sitting right next to there. It's, it's even level with the pearly gates. And so I go in there, and every single seat is accounted for. So I, I can't sit there. So then I'm like, there's a press dining room. I'll go down there. So I go down there. I see our old friend Patrick O'Neill, part of the Fox Sports Radio Alumni Association. I give the peace sign to Patrick. He waves back. He's having dinner with Bobby Valentine. Bobby, funny to note, he did not have the nose and glasses on Danny. He was dressed normal, so he didn't have that on. I saw a couple of sports writer friends of mine, and they're eating whatever. So I'm looking around. There's some seats in the back. And all of them were accounted for. But I found a seat. All right? So I'm like, okay, there's one seat I found. So I go over to the seat, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I put my computer on, and I I have to plug it in to charge it, and there's no power. No power. And then the Wi-Fi is not working for some reason on my computer. So I've, now I have Wi-Fi issues. The computer is, you know, I can't keep it charged. So I left. I I wasn't necessarily kicked out of the halo, but I made a tactical decision that I would not be able to properly prepare for the show. So I skedaddled out of there and uh, headed back down to the Northwoods, to the Maller Mansion, and then uh, and then got ready for the show there. So you didn't even get to watch any of the game? No, I saw some of the batting practice, and that was it. And I didn't even bother to go on the the following night because that was Shohei Otani night. And I know I'm a veteran back in in Nomo Mania back in the day when Hideo Nomo was a thing with the Dodgers, and how the nights he pitched, it was a very difficult ticket to get a seat in you know, that game. So that was that was my night. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hannah Storm and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Now, the phrase of the week. The phrase of the week, which is the idiom of the week. The phrase of the week. That's right. Let the cat out of the bag. Have you ever used the phrase, let the cat out of the bag, Danny G? I don't think I've ever said it, but I've heard it before, of course. You've heard it, right? It's a a cliche. It's been used a long time. It's an idiom. And so the obvious statement. You know me? Yeah, exactly. Why would you... Why would a cat ever be in a bag, right? That's not right. That's never been right. Why would you ever put a cat in a bag? Okay, fine. Well, is it true that the phrase, let the cat out of the bag, goes to medieval times? That's right. That the markets, the medieval markets, people would sell piglets, and they tied the piglets in, in, in the bag. So the, the piglets would be tied in bags and then the farmers would carry the piglets home. So you go down to the medieval market and you want to get a, a bag of piglets and they're all tied up in the bag, put it on your shoulder. There's no cars and you're on your way. Well, the, the theory is that at these medieval markets, humans being humans, there's always these shady characters and some of the more uh, on the on the uh, edge of uh, morality types in medieval times, uh, I'm looking for the right word. I don't think I can come up with the right word. But uh, some of the, the people that were dubious, uh, shall we say, they would insert in the bag, instead of four piglets, they'd put three piglets and a less expensive animal like a cat. Ah. Uh. So when the farmer would get home, if they didn't look, they'd they'd say, "Okay, we got piglets." And you know who let the cat out of the bag, which is a, essentially a phrase to expose a con man. So I thought it was interesting. I like that. I don't know if that's but, 
I don't know if that's bullshit or not, but it's. it's I was going to say, I feel like the cat would cause a ruckus being in a bag with piglets. You would assume so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I feel like there'd be some cat scratch fever going on. Hello. Yeah, I don't have the answer to that. I'm just, this is what the people that follow language claim happened and that they think that's where the phrase let the cat out of the bag came from. It does. I agree with you, though. Cats are not going to just sit there with a bunch of pigs. No. If you try to put my cat in a bag, first of all, anytime he, he's a really cool, calm dude, he's totally chill. But if I put him in his cat carrier, he knows he's going to the vet. So anytime he thinks he's even going outside towards the car, he freaks the F out. That's one. If he's in a tight space like a bag or something like that, he would freak out. He would shred that thing. So I feel like he'd shred some bacon in that bag. Is it possible that the pigs were dead pigs in the bag? Ooh, oh, possible. Yes. Wait, dead piglets, though? Yeah, why would one, somebody want dead piglets? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You want to grow those things big and fat and chunky. You want big heifers is what you want. That's what you want. That's a that's a drop. No drops from this podcast. How dare you? Uh, All right. And we'll we, be the finest drops on this podcast. A little time left for pop. Goes the culture. Are you ready, Danny, for Pop Goes the Culture? Fire it up. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Ohio Al, the man who takes care of us. Well, we mentioned this on the overnight show, but the pop goes the culture story out of Wimbledon as Wimbledon has turned their commentary away from human beings. They issued daily highlight clips from the All England Tennis Club, and it was revealed recently that they are now turning to AI, the All England Club announced the Daily Clips will now use AI commentary. The new AI speaker has been trained to use the unique language of tennis. It will also consider ball tracking data and information about shots uh, being used. And this is the uh, IBM Watson technology. Screw you, AI. You can track these balls. Exactly, man. Well, at some point, I'm sure they'll replace us, Danny, and they'll put AI on there. The good thing is that they most- could never replace live talent, Ben. Oh, sure they could. Um, ask any DJ. But uh, here's the thing, too. Like, the one saving grace is that human beings generally part of the – and maybe I'm delusional, and I what do I know? But to me, part of the fun of – radio in particular live radio is that you're working and you're driving and you're listening you're peeking in on a conversation you're eavesdropping in on a conversation same with a podcast but you don't get that if it's ai the question is would you know would you realize is ai going to be so good you wouldn't even know whether it's ai or not maybe i'm ai right now danny maybe i'm not real maybe this is all 
AI and I would never do a podcast on the weekend. Why would I, you know, the weekend is my time. Why would I do a podcast? This is just iHeartMedia coming up with an AI program, an algorithm that sounds just like the weekday show. How about that? Wow. My head is spinning. My head is spinning. Loser. <laughs> Racist. It just sounds like CPU voices. It's lame. But I guess they're working on getting the 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 timing of these voices down, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like anything. It's like the video games. Remember the video games we played when we were kids compared to the video games now? It's, uh, it's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different world. Well, here's a story that somewhat relates to what we talked about on the podcast yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Or was it earlier? I think it might have been earlier this one. I don't even know. It's all the same. We were talking about the, the – well, it was this podcast, right? We were talking about the dating, the spectrum, on the spectrum, and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. It was the start of this podcast. I don't even know. Anyway, so there's uh, – it kind of goes with that theme. There is a company that has tried to get into the niche dating market. And so they, they've created all these niche dating sites aimed at people with very specific fetishes, including, and I'm not making this up there, these are actual dating websites. Now, it starts, some of these are kind of obvious, or, or not obvious, but you're like, okay, that makes sense. There is a dating website, Singles with Food Allergies. What? If you're if you're if you're allergic to nuts, you can find somebody else who's also allergic to nuts, and you can stay away from their nuts uh, and and all that. Uh, so there's that. There is a ugly schmuck dating site for people that are not attractive. It's the number one ugly dating community, and they claim it. Their their tagline is it's for those who prefer genuine personality over outer appearance. So this must be for people that just have low self esteem and think they're ugly, or they're just really ugly. Uh, either one. So there's a website for that. Here's one, Danny. A mullet dating website. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a free dating and chat for mullet lovers, relationship focused dating and social networking. So if you have a passion for mullets, there's a website for you. There's that. Uh, there is a website dedicated to people that have a fetish for mustaches, for mustache lovers. My mom was a huge Tom Selleck fan. This would have been right in her wheelhouse. And date my pet. How about that one? What? Yeah, yeah. Date. Well, it's not. I don't think it's bestiality, but. Oh, I thought this was about gerbils. Maybe not. But they say that on this dating website, there's a vetting process and. Every pet owner on the site, they have a rule. If you want to date me, you have to date my pet. Arf, arf, arf. Oh, man. These are the same chicks that say, it's my baby. It's my kid. It's my everything. Get the f out of here. Yeah. This is the, uh, this is the woman. Get back to me when the vet bill is $6,000. Well, this is the woman back when I was dating that has the list she wants mr perfect you know and she's not going to settle for anything else but she's got her cats she's the crazy cat lady you know what i'm talking about yeah but in southern california the crazy ones have the little doggies oh yeah the little lap dog type thing yeah. i hear you on that but uh yeah 
I got you. Date my pet. You ever crawled into a girl's bed and her little dog growled at you? I have had dogs uh, chase you out of a woman's bed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're uh, back in the day. Uh, She doesn't like you for some reason. (laughs) She never acts like this. I don't know why. Maybe she's hungry. I don't know. Um, this clown dating website, every the tagline is everybody loves a clown. Let a clown love you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh that's false. Not everybody loves a clown. Oh, uh, here's a rock and roll themed website. If you're into heavy metal music, there's metal dating. There's a metal dating website. Hmm. So how about a lace cutty? Okay. I mean, I can go on and on. There's a bunch of these things, but this company, are they making any money at that? I don't know. I don't work for the company. I have no idea. All right, we'll get out on that, Danny. Anything else you would like to promote? It's Saturday. We're hanging out here on the weekend. Wonderful June yep. day. Yeah. Every Saturday, Ben, has been a garage project for me. As you can see behind me, there's a new backdrop, which is just a blank wall right now. But I have most of this side of the garage now put together, and I'm going to get the podcasting equipment put together in the next week coming up here. I have all the equipment set out and uh, some stuff I'm going to tack up on the wall here behind me. So some uh, old man garage work today. No, Are you going to put a picturesque like screen behind you? Are you going to get – like I have a tarp behind me that has like- – yeah. I don't have one of those fancy Fox Sports Radio tarps like you have. So I'm going to put my awards behind me, which is basically just my back-to-back Ben Maller championship trophy for Bookham. <laughs> yes, the legendary Bookham. Uh, yes, the uh, NFL Bookham. All right, well, we'll get out on that, and we've got the Mailbag Podcast, but a a big announcement about the next week on the show, an announcement that you will only get on the Fifth Hour Podcast, so that'll be coming up for you on the Sunday podcast. On the Mailbag? In the Mailbag Podcast. Before the announcement, big announcement. So uh, we'll say goodbye for now, but hello tomorrow, and we'll catch you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your Saturday And we will chat with you tomorrow. Pasta, pasta. Bye, Felicia. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.